0: What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it
1: couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap.
0: I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here at AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't
1: forget. That the only reason, though, to be clear to begin with was because AEW Very was going true. to and they Very were trying true. to sign it.
0: Mythics martial Arts. And I think everything leads towards Sanhagen, but
1: I, I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sanhagen, um, especially with his last two performances the Alderman Sterling and Puerto Jan running that back. And the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought uh, Connor but... looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest. Move. You hear Dustin after the fight admitted though that there was like a second there where he was like, oh God, he might have me.
0: Do you think Pena has a chance against Manunia? The card isn't very good in my opinion. Even
1: the undercard, I don't think it's that great. When gone and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Boxing. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when, uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's gonna win this fight. He's gonna throw combinations at Jake
0: that Jake hasn't seen yet.
1: First off, I'm gonna say, congratulations Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I
0: would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Laugh out loud, so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests. They protect their fighters. And they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class. And they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully
1: I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as you all can see, with my fighting jersey on. You have, like, your really, really top-tier wide receivers. but then there's a pretty big drop-off. They didn't speak English, so, like, the UFC, like, wasn't giving them title fights as fast as people who did speak English. It absolutely was happening for for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up, though, is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Orlovsky show up on AEW Dynamite, like, that... Not
0: only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Orlovsky, we've seen Cejudo on Dynamite, we've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite, we've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez, like...
1: It's just like, the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful That's fightful, right. fightful Steven yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh Fightful Select Weekend Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RVD Tito for Life.
0: Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The marksmith
1: have arrived. You're watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will.
0: What's up, everybody? Sorry about the little mishap. Um, We were over storage and we didn't know it, so I had to delete a bunch of stuff to get back on. So that's what happened. Um, But thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Should be an interesting night. i am definitely rocking my cowboys hat as the cowboys have made the playoffs i'm super pumped and i'm trying to be nice i see that uh jim ecw hardcore um already talked trash and that's fine i appreciate the super chat and my buddy eric um he's definitely a die hard 49ers fan and we've been going at it for years um it, it, it's definitely intensified. I mean, this was an old school 90s rivalry that we never really thought we would see again. And here we are. It's all on the line. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for it. I'm nervous too, though. Like, I really respect the 49ers. I respect how they play. I respect the, the team that they have. I respect Debo Samuel. So it's nothing that uh, – I'm not taking them lightly or anything like that. I'm not looking at them just thinking this is easy work. I know this is going to be a real challenge, and uh, I'm hoping that we, we can pull it off.
1: Yeah, I hope you guys can too, you know, football. It must be nice to be looking forward to, <laughs> you know, continuing on in the NFL season. I have uh, – the closest thing I got going on is uh, my drink is in a Vikings glass that was gifted to me by Rob Wilkins, who – We all do the Fightful watch-alongs together. Rob gave me this when he was in Atlanta recently. So, uh, yeah, really happy that the Vikings um, parted ways with Mike Zimmer. It was time. And I actually really liked Rick Spielman, but he's been there for like 16 years. We, We haven't been winning, and they just need to make changes across the board in leadership. So now it's on to... Figuring out who the next head coach is going to be. The good thing is there's a lot of really good qualified coaches out there that I think could fit in really well with the Vikings. So that's all I can really say about football right now. But I am uh, I'm pulling for your Cowboys. Now you know that's the team I, I hope that, you know goes the distance. You know because I know you're such a such a big fan. So
0: oh man, and, I, and I'm going to tell y'all this right now. I'm being nice, but man, come come like Saturday. I'm dropping a hype video on Twitter. I am gonna I'm ready. I am so ready. This is this is our time. I've been saying that and I know that there's flaws and but a man, damn it, I want to win this game. I want to continue on like it it is our time. Our our coaches are about to say See you later because they they're just so sought after. There's now seven head coaching positions available. There's no way that Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn stay with us at this point. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna lose them. So it's now or never, and it's it's our time. So I'm I'm just uh yeah, and and it's weird too because it's like it's Tuesday, right? But every day. I'm getting a little bit more like, okay, okay, you know. And, I mean, I think of all the worst case scenarios and I think of all the best case scenarios in my head while I'm just sitting at my desk, while I'm laying on the couch. Like, I, I'm i dialed in. I want to win this game, okay? So, anyways. Um, yeah, so.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd be, I'd be pumped up too if I were you. You all have a good team. You look like, I mean, just you know, fingers crossed that everyone stays healthy and you know, everyone plays and does well.
0: Man, I'm blown away. I'm blown away that the Dolphins let go of um, their coach. I mean. Lost seven in a row and then won seven in a row, swept the Patriots. Uh, Tua has definitely been disappointing. I, I can't believe they let him go. Brian yeah, Flores, Flores, yeah. I think he'll definitely be a head coach for somebody. Of those seven teams, somebody's got to hire that guy. He's a really good coach, really respectable.
1: I'd I love him in Minnesota. I thought he did yeah. great. I thought he did great with the Dolphins, given what – I think he was, in, he was like – him and the owner didn't get along, and right. he didn't fully like believe in Tua, I guess. I guess it was like the, not all of them were on the same page. But
0: Well, I actually heard that the owner really wanted Watson. He wants like hmm. a Dan Marino type where he knows it's like a guaranteed great player. And Flores really wasn't having it. And so I heard that that was really the beef. Also, I heard like, you know, Ross is the guy that he just flies in. He doesn't live around that area. He just flies in, goes to the game and leaves. So he's not like really invested into the organization. And so that can be a problem too. So, yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah. I guess the last thing I'll say just really quickly about, because there's going to be a lot of talk in the coming weeks here about Vikings in their coaching situation their GM situation I don't know if they're gonna like have to hire a GM before they hire a head coach or exactly how the process is gonna have to work for them because they gotta fill both positions and everyone's gotta be cool with whatever is gonna be happening but yeah I'm getting kind of nervous because I'm hearing Lane Kiffin's name a lot, and like I don't, I, mm. I, I, mm. I, that's to Maybe. me, that to me is like Urban Meyer, you know what I mean? That's like yeah. the same kind of thing for me. Like yeah. I don't want that. If it was like Kirby Smart, I might because I actually I, I like him. Like I think he gets fired up and like his players really believe in him, and he believes in his yep. players. Like I, he, I don't think he's out there trying to show off to a bunch of kids in the same way that Lane Kiffin and Urban Meyer and those kind of guys have, but. You know, I, th- I think that for me, I've talked about, you know, I think Byron Lefwich would be great, but I feel like he'll go to the Jags. It just makes sense. And Eric Biennami, yeah. I like a lot too, because, you know, he was with Adrian Although, Peterson early on. Yeah.
0: Although it really sounds like uh, Bill O'Brien is going to the Jags. Like, that's where it sounds like it's heading. And I have no idea why they would want him. Like, he was the biggest disaster here in Houston, he completely destroyed the franchise. Like I, I'm blown away by that. So maybe, maybe the cons can only really do wrestling. Maybe that's what we're (laughs) starting to see. I don't know, but that's a really questionable one. Um, So yeah, it's going to be a very interesting off season because there's not enough good quarterbacks out there. So some people are just going to have to settle with having bad quarterbacks and the draft class doesn't look that solid about getting future quarterbacks. So but I'll tell you this though, what I would be a little bit worried about is since you have a new GM, he's not attached to any of those players,
1: especially Kirk Cousins with one year left on his deal. Like that's going to be interesting.
0: Even Thielen, Kirk Cousins, Thielen, <laughs> a lot of these guys that Spillman picked, like you could be like, look, we'll, we'll move on from. So just just keep an eye out on that as
1: well. Oh, Daniel I am. Hunter, yeah, Neil Hunter. Yeah, there's a lot of them. a lot of them. Yeah. yeah I'll, I mean Harrison Smith was been with him for a long time. I right. mean there there's a lot. I mean I, I think that Anthony Barr is gonna be gone either way. Um he costs too much money and like he gets hurt a lot. Daniel Hunter, yeah. I would I would love to be able to hold on to for I think we have him I think we have him for another couple seasons, but the, all this can get thrown out the window like 100 oh, percent Yeah, they can just cut and not they can make moves to where they can free up cap space and get rid of these guys and stuff if they really want to. Yep. Um, I think Adam Thielen will be a lifer there just because like he grew up there. He's a Vikings fan. Like he's coming from a fan perspective on all this. Like he wants to win a super bowl. Cause he's a fan more than he does. Cause he's a player. Like right. I hope, but like Justin Jefferson, I think he'd be demanding a trade today. If they wouldn't have got rid of Zimmer. Like the fact I'll, this, this is the last thing I'll say about football, but I know we have to have about other stuff, but this will be it for sure. The the moment that I realized Mike Zimmer wasn't going to do everything he could to get Justin Jefferson that record, you're done, dude. Like yeah, that like, was rough, dude. Yeah, that that's was rough. That's pathetic. Like I don't I mean, know if
0: you noticed, but we went way out of our way to make sure that everybody got their records. Like yeah, Zeke Zeke got his thousand yards. Dak broke Romo's record, kept him in all the way till the almost the fourth the fourth quarter. Yeah, kept him in all the way until he got this five touchdowns. Then we also had a record, an NFL record, where 22 players had, like, scored a touchdown for one team. It's never happened before, so we started picking, like, random guys that had not had a touchdown yet and gave the ball to them so that we would get the record. But, like, we went way out of our way to make that happen.
1: Yeah, and Zimmer was over there, like, he knew – most of the fan base expected him to be gone, but it, there was still that little bit of like, they played really good in that second half. And like, maybe he's only got one more year in his deal. Maybe he does get one more year. And like, you, you're still a little bit on the fence about Zimmer, even if you want him gone during that game. And then when you realize like time's running thin and they still have three timeouts and we have the ball and you're kneeling the ball so that he can't get 17 yards. Like you should have been using timeouts. You're up two scores. Cause Zimmer after the game is going, I care about wins and not records. Like we were gonna win either way. Like yeah. we were up two touchdowns with seven with, with a minute left in the game. Like and you have three timeouts and the guy only needs seventeen yards and you're and you're gonna kneel the ball. Like yeah. you're done, dude. Like you don't care about your players at all. This whole this whole, you know, uh old school mentality and like my way or the highway, all this stuff that Zimmer is about it worked at the beginning when he got there, but he has lost the team over time. It doesn't work anymore. They need, they need an offensive minded coach who will actually listen to those guys because we have way too much talent to, to be dealing with this BS. Like just somebody who knows who who wants to go out there and score points. I mean, that's and and believes in the players and and, and can get buy-in from them. Like Zimmer lost the team. He would have, he would not have been the coach beyond 2017 if we wouldn't have gotten that Minneapolis miracle. Like, if we would have lost that game, he would have been done then. Right. And, you know, we gave him all this extra time. It didn't work out. Anyway, school Vikings, I'm looking forward to next season.
0: There you go. Hey, real quick, thoughts on Bob Saget dying?
1: A really big bummer. Cause, yeah. Like, of course, like everyone else, I grew up with Family Matters, or not Family Matters, full house. full house. I grew up with Family yeah. Matters as well. Um, All
0: it was on the same channel, same yeah. time, like the same. Remember TGIF? TGIF. They got its yep.
1: Fridays. Yep. TGIF, dude. And um, so I, I obviously that, and then like I was a real big fan of his stand up. I love Dirty Work that movie. Yeah. I like one of my favorite movies, and he uh, even like the stuff he did with Jamie Kennedy, like he, like when I was in high school, all the, the brat videos, like the rolling with Saget and all that stuff. It was really funny. Like I, I've always been a really big fan of Bob Saget. So that was a bummer to, to see about in America's Funniest Home Videos also. Yeah. I mean, he was a big part of my childhood for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really
0: glad that he was able to do Fuller house because then he got to like, you know, reunite with the cast. Like he's been in contact with them, but it's, it's special for them to be able to like run that back before he died. And, uh, man, I just, it's just totally caught me off guard. And it's just another one of those that like really affected you as a child, but like you didn't really understand until they die and you reflect and you're like, man, like Danny Tanner and America's Funniest Home Video and all this other stuff. You you take for granted people that are on this earth and then when they leave, it's like you, you reflect and you're like, wow, I forgot about that, you know?
1: Yeah, dude, think about this too like out of that group of friends from dirty work and all that stuff. Like it was Bob Saget, Norm Macdonald and Artie already Lang. and Artie's is yeah. the one who survived those guys. Like of all, right. the, you know what I mean? How crazy is that? Like, right. and people are mentioning great stuff. Like that scene in half baked where he's talking about being addicted to Coke is hilarious. The, yeah. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life was Norm Macdonald on the Bob Saget roast, just like bombing on purpose. Yep. So that's like some of the funniest stuff that like, I love those guys, Norman, Norman, Bob Saget. So that's it. Sucks. You know what guys I give him a lot of
0: credit for too is like he was able to live a double life almost because he was so different in real life, but he was so believable as Danny Tanner and he meant so much to people from in different demographics. Right. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I was really bummed to see that. I, I remember seeing a, a Brandon posted on TMZ like, uh, he retweeted that he died and I was just like, man, really? Like, wow. That, that one. I, and he was just recently on the Joe Rogan show. And uh, yeah, it, it was funny too. Cause he was talking, saying all these jokes that weren't landing with Joe. It was so like, it was, <laughs> like you can tell Joe wasn't thinking it's funny, but he's trying his hardest. So it was funny, but yeah, it's, uh, it's sad. I mean, when we've lost Betty White, Bob Saget, um, John Madden, like, man, it's starting off a uh, pretty rough. And it feels weird, too. It almost feels like destiny going back to football just real quick that, like, John Madden, Pat Summerall, like, they were always the ones that were calling these playoff games between the Cowboys and the 49ers. And it's, like, the year that John Madden dies and we're celebrating John Madden, the Cowboys and the 49ers are going to be in the playoffs again since the 90s. Like, it just seems like it's destiny, you know?
1: It's interesting. Yeah, good memories of those guys. Yeah, yeah. he was serious in that. He was like a giant podhead or something, wasn't he in that? Like, uh, I know he was in real life, too. I'm sure like, that guy was hilarious. Um, I saw, I
0: was looking at his Instagram. He had like a wife that he married. She was looked a lot younger than him, and he was like married like three years ago or something. So he got married recently, and uh, yeah. And, and hey, one other thing, he went out doing what he loved. He was doing stand-up comedy, you know what I mean? And yeah. It's just... Found dead in his hotel, kind of a lot like a pro wrestler back in the day,
1: right? Yeah, like, but he was sixty five. I mean, not that that's no, local, no, no, for like, sure.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not saying that, but just like that lifestyle I'm on the road, died lifestyle. in the hotel. On yeah, the road, yeah, yeah. died in the hotel. Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, sixty five, and he didn't look sixty five either. So, shout out, shout out to Bob Saget. Rest in peace, Danny Tanner. Um, true OG dad. Very sad news. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't know where to start. Do you guys want to start with figures, or do you want to just go talk about AEW? What what do you want to do?
1: Did did we have any other Super Chats? I didn't see when we... Actually, I think we have
0: one from John I missed. Um, It's just more of a statement, but thanks, John, for the Super Chat. What up, guys? My squad (laughs) is getting their ass kicked against the Chiefs this week. Sunday nearly killed me, but I'm here. Man, And you saw, like, that whole scenario of the Chargers tied with the Raiders. And, like, did you you watch that game?
1: No. No, dude. I'm I'm too sour on. I I watched the Vikings.
0: But, I mean, like, they were going for it on, like, 4th and 20. And it was a touchdown. Like, converted. 4th and 21. And and Herbert converted a touchdown. Then it was, like, 4th and 10 convert. 4th and 12 convert. And it took it all the way into overtime. There's 38 seconds left. So they're just running the ball, and I, and they were just going to take the tie, and they both were going to go to the playoffs. And then the Chargers coach called a timeout, and it was like, oh, so you're actually trying to win this game? Well, fine, we'll just get first down and kick a field goal and and win the game. And that's exactly what happened. So the the Steelers were this close to being eliminated from the playoffs, even after the Jags had beat the Colts. So yeah, it was down to the wire. And I think John was up to almost midnight having to watch that game hoping that this that's why Britt Baker was freaking out on Twitter too, where she's like, Oh my god. Cause wow. all they had to do was tie and and that would have been it.
1: That's wild. That's fun. That's wild how things work out like that sometimes. Like these like <laughs> the chances that they could be that close. That's that's insane. Seems like
0: most people want us to talk about AEW. And then we, I guess we can get into figures after that and go on from there.
1: That's fine. We'll start cool. with AEW.
0: So I am super excited about Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Like I think <laughs> that, that match is going to be incredible because it's just two young studs that have really different styles, but could have a really good match. Like technical and high flying usually meshes well. And I just feel like they're going to have a really good match. And – I kind of find that there's a little bit of a legit beef between them. Not, like, hardcore, but just the fact that, like, they're two totally different people. And I kind of feel like Garcia would think that, like, Sammy's a little bit of a dork and, like, not, like, down. You know, like, I just feel like that he's willing to really test Sammy in there, and, I, and I, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that match is going to rule – it's wild because I remember I, I'd, I noticed Samuel Guevara and I'd seen him a few times. And then I saw him live, I think, for the first time at NWA 70. And that was in the Nashville Fairgrounds, the old TNA Asylum. And that was because I think they just had NWA 73 was the last one. So I guess it was a little over three years ago. And I was like, he was the most impressive guy on the entire show of that entire NWA show that I saw. And to see kind of like the level he's at now is pretty incredible. Like I know it's just the interim title and like he lost to Cody and all that stuff, but he's still, he's still got a really good position in AEW right now. And Daniel yeah. Garcia rose those indie ranks so fast. It was like within like a year or so of people really talking about him at all. He's where he's at. And I love AEW's actually featured him a lot on the show, whether, whether yep. solo or 2.0. So you can tell there's there's definitely a lot of long term plans for Daniel Garcia as a major player there, and this is, I think, the first of many times we'll see those two guys wrestle each other, and I think the stakes will just keep getting higher. Like this is interim TNT title, but a year or two from now they could very well be in that you know that world title mix, you know. So I uh, I think that this is going to give us a taste of what these two can really do, but I mean they're going to yeah. go out there and they're going to go out there and kill it. But I feel like we're gonna this is a match we're gonna see over the years as these as each, each guys just keep getting, you know, better and better and, and more, I guess, kind of famous, you know, in the wrestling world. Well, what
0: I'm kind of excited about is, like, we've seen Garcia versus, like, CM Punk and Matt Seidel and, you know. Kingston. Um, Kingston. <laughs> but, like, we haven't seen him with somebody that's, like, athletically right there with him with someone like a Sammy Guevara. So that's why I'm really, like, I've always been a big fan of when guys are like both at their peak and they elevate each other. Um, oh yeah, that that's really how the Intercontinental title worked a lot of times, and it just like and I feel like these guys that could happen for them.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. That because mo- most of the matches Garcia's had that you kind of that are a little that. Are more kind of like Sammy would be something on like AEW Dark, but those are quick matches. Those aren't, right? You know, this will really be one of the first times I think on like a really big stage we'll see Daniel Garcia against another guy who's also in his twenties, physical, you know, not not even physical prime yet. Like these guys are Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. It's so wild to think they're probably five years away from actually being in their prime still. Like you know, like it's it's incredible. So. I think this is going to be, that'll probably be the best match of the show. I don't, I don't know what all is else is on there, but that's, that's going to be a great match.
0: Yeah. Um, also we have Hobbs versus Dante Martin. That's right. That should be good. We have Wardlow versus CM Punk.
1: That's right. Yep.
0: Um, and then there was something else, isn't there? I'm not for sure off the top of my head. I'm sure some, but oh, Sheeta and Serena Deeb, which I think at this point we're ready for like a gimmick match, a stipulation, the steel cage, a street fight, which street fights been done a lot lately. So I, I think it'd be kind of cool for the women to like for them to get like the first steel cage match.
1: do the uh, exploding barbed wire. Um, the... uh, yeah, sure, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I. I love, <laughs> I love Serena Deev. I talk about that a lot. I think she's incredible, yeah. and I, I think she does really damn good too. Like she's way up there on uh, as far as like the AEW women. I think she's one of the best that they got. But this is a, uh, I've really really liked their matches so far, and I think you're right. They probably need to do something to up the stakes because this is the third, right? Like this is fourth. the fourth match. Oh, this is the fourth. This is the fourth, yeah. So, but I do like that they kind of they might. I kind of wish they would have made it a best of seven series. Right. Like off I the mean, bat. at
0: this point, why not?
1: Yeah. I mean, you could always incorporate that. But, yeah, we're seeing some really good wrestling out of them. I I don't – I'd ultimately like to see Deeb win this feud because, I, you know, we've seen Sheeta as the champion, and she was a really good champion. But Deeb is something different for for that title scene. Um, who do you think is going to win?
0: That's a tough one. I don't know because Deeb is starting to get like, you know, she's like being interviewed by JR. And it just seems like that she's, she might, I I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm going to go with Deeb.
1: Yeah, me too. But I, Deeb and Charlotte for me are like the same. I just go with them every time. Like it doesn't really matter who they're (laughs) wrestling. Um, I'm
0: trying to think story-wise here too, but I feel like even if Deeb wins though, this thing isn't over. And maybe that's where it takes it to a stipulation type match.
1: Yeah, like Jeff in the chat said he wants to see Deeb and Britt, and I do too. They're both heels, but AEW will do that if the story yeah. makes sense, which I love about that company. is like They're not going to just pigeonhole themselves and box themselves in just because people are heels or babyfaces or tweeners or whatever. Like They'll just go with the best matches and the best stories. So I'd love to see Serena Deeb. And Britt Baker, she's basically a pseudo-babyface now anyway, right? I mean, like she's yeah. she's getting cheered more than she's getting booed
0: she wrestles heel she talks heel but she gets a baby face reaction so
1: yeah and i think Deeb could do a good job of getting the fans to actually boo her like yeah in the ring i really think she's the best woman that they have in that company like i, I love the malenko type gimmick that she has so yeah yeah good stuff yeah
0: what about um, Jade being TBS champion? I mean, we basically have been saying that's what was going to happen. That is what happened. Um, you good with it? You happy with how the TBS tournament went and all that, jazz?
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I would have actually been a little upset if if Jade didn't win it. I think that it just made way too much sense to to put the belt on her. I get that she's green. I I'm not like ignorant to to that at all. I I see it just like everybody else does. But there is so much potential there, and she looks the part. Like, if, if the talent can just slowly come along, she's going to be a massive star for them. And I think this is a really good step in the right direction because you have her holding the title belt that represents the company that, that that Dynamite is now on. So, like, she's kind of one of the faces of Dynamite now. And it's a sink or swim type of position every time she messes up there's a magnifying glass on her like you know and rightfully so she's getting a big push that a lot of people that have wrestled a lot longer want but i think for the most part she botches every now and then right like sometimes it doesn't come across great but when she lays it in like she hit a pump kick on thunder rosa the other week that like i was like that no matter who you are, that looks awesome. And you could knock someone out with that. Like that's, you know, so, so I'm, I'm fine with all of it. I just, it'd be different if this was the women's world championship and she went out there and beat beat Britt Baker right now or something. That's different with the TBS title. I, I think this is good, but what do you, how do you feel about it?
0: I'm fine with it. And TBS title definitely makes more sense. If this was the women's title, I think there would be a big problem, but the TBS title, it's like acceptable, it also makes sense. I mean, you know, that bitch show, TBS title, like it, it it's just it seems like it was uh, the whole thing seems like it was made to get Jade over, which I think will piss a lot of people off. But um, I, I do think that she's she definitely is a prospect worth watching out for and if built properly. And then when it's time for her to actually face someone for the women's title, it could be a very big match.
1: I completely agree. And Muni brought up Ember Moon. I think that Ember Moon will one billion percent show up in AEW when she's like contractually allowed to. It's yeah. coming up pretty soon. And her her and Jade, I think, down the line could be a really good match. It, especially, you know, giving give Jade a little more experience. She's someone that would really I talked about it today on the distraction on Fightful, that Jade would really benefit from working some like really protected indie shows or something just just, she just needs more experience but she needs to stay like super dominant in the process so it's a kind of a an interesting project but um it hooks the same kind of way but the difference is hook is just organically insanely over with the audience like this is just like capturing lightning in a bottle with hook like there's nothing anyone can there's no rhyme or reason to it it's just happened. no
0: way they planned this there's no, no way it's just happened and now they just have to go with it
1: exactly and, and i'm the cool fact with that him doing it's
0: like at a strip club with ab like i mean it, there's just nothing you can do right now this kid is just gonna be a huge star
1: the coolest thing i've ever seen is him just <laughs> getting twerked on while he's like chewing gum and just like no selling it i was like yeah this is this is the coolest kid in the history of wrestling <laughs> like
0: so yeah it's um, it's it's interesting that's for sure um yeah i'm trying to think oh let's let's talk about brian danielson and adam hangman page i, mean, I thought the match was incredible a uh, lot of blood very you know a lot of matches where you get to where it's like a a lot of like high spots and stuff where it looks choreographed. Like this, this was a war, this was a fight. And it wasn't a drag long drag out one. And I like that because first of all, they started the show with it. Right. So you thought this thing was going an hour they had judges. So you thought for sure this thing was going an hour and then it didn't go an hour. So it it kept you guessing basically, you know what I mean? And I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, that's why I think it was really smart for them to start the show with this also versus having it finish the show because then it kind of gives away more of the length of the match, like potentially, right. you know what I mean? So, And that was another thing I will say because we also had to talk about the tag titles in Phoenix. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that in a second. But I think that Jade and uh, Soho should have been evented. That night, it wasn't the best match of the night, obviously, because like none of the matches were gonna live up to Hangman and and Omega. I'm sorry, Hangman and Danielson. That is just, just you're kidding yourself if you if you think that anyone was going to top those two guys. And you knew that going into the show, but they had to open the show because of the unpredictability aspect, like you brought up. Agreed. But I feel like because of that. They should have just had, like, the, the final visual of the show should have been Jade Cargill holding that TBS championship, I think, at the end of the first TBS debut show. Uh, just me personally. And that said, the best match of the night, hands down by far, was Danielson versus Hangman. That that match was awesome. I think I actually preferred it to the one-hour match because yeah. it was not, I mean, the one-hour match, there was it was nonstop also, but in a different way. Like, they went out yep. there and just there was no mess. I mean, there was some messing around with like the jumping jacks and stuff, but that's all storyline stuff. Um, Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. And and, and it really, really legitimizes hangman as the champion because Danielson has been so well booked and protected in his matches and stuff in AEW so far. So that's like a, it really validates hangman. Now that he's beaten, he's pinned Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson so far like that's yeah. that's huge and, and like the perception for hangman as their champion i think
0: yeah no i agree that's uh, it's, it, I really liked the match i liked it better than the first match as well i'm not the biggest fan of one hour matches the way that AEW did it was all right though because we didn't know it was going to be a one hour match and it just kind of like gradually got there um this one was more of just a badass war and it had a clean finish brian danielson has finally lost in AEW. adam hangman page wins he looks like a million bucks he's also had two great matches with brian danielson so i mean there's not much more you could have done to make him look like a worthy champion in my opinion i think he's looked fantastic and uh it kind of seems like adam cole is going to be next it does because they were talking about him being the number one contender um which, I mean, if it's Adam Cole and Hangman Page at the pay-per-view, like, I don't have
1: a problem with that. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> awesome. That's how deep their roster is. It's like, you know, there's him and then there's, like, 20 more people that we'd be, like, just as excited for. It's like, it's, like, it's awesome that they've set this up this way. Um, that match is going to rule. And I'd imagine Hangman, now that Hangman's gotten past Danielson, I really feel like he's going to have a long run with the belt like I don't think it's going to be just like a couple months you know what I mean like I think will yeah. go through I think it'll go through Adam Cole and maybe a few others but the thing is Adam Cole is so great that like you can buy him winning that title and you know Kenny's coming back at some time too and that complicates yep. all this i mean there's so many possibilities um, what do you think i mean out, outside of Sid Vicious breaking his leg oh, back in the uh. day Ray uh, Phoenix, like that's up there, right? I mean, that, that was, was pretty nasty. disgusting. He's it's yeah. a miracle he didn't break anything, supposedly.
0: Like, yeah. He,
1: he dislocated some stuff, but like
0: Yeah, that was pretty pretty gross. Do you think that they were gonna lose the titles either way, or do you think because he broke his arm or whatever, injured his arm, that that made him job the titles?
1: I think that they were gonna lose him anyways, because I think okay. once again, the that's the the, the, TV, the TBS debut. And if it wasn't going to be Jade holding that title, I think they were expecting the whole oh, 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 oh. yeah. Like, but like more people were like, "Oh my God, Phoenix's arms detached!" You know what I mean? Like right. everyone like kind of preoccupied with with the, dude. it was brutal too because when they when when it happened, he went through a table which yep. made like this loud crunching noise. So like you hear like crunch crunch crunch, and you see his arm up up backwards. That was whoo. That was a bad one. But congratulations to Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus for you know finally getting those tag titles. I guess I, I, I that the the Phoenix thing just kind of overshadowed it for me, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, first gold of their careers. So that's that's a cool thing.
1: Um, and no Marco stunt there either. That's got to be pretty telling. Dude, my my brother was like why is Christian with these guys? Like, he was so confused. Like what's the, like, well, like they were. I'm sure, sh-
0: Chris, I'm sure Christian's asking that question <laughs> yeah. right now. You know, like how did this happen? I yeah. went from wrestling Kenny Omega to being uh Jurassic Express's manager. And not only that, like when did Tony Khan be like, I've got the perfect replacement for Marco stud Christian cage. Like, okay. You know, I'm, I'm not
1: sure. So it doesn't make any sense. I know I Mineb mean, says Marco's auditioning for the voice. He is. Um, and I hope he stays with AEW because I'm I like him. I'm a fan, but I he hasn't been on TV since like September, October or something. It's been a so long time.
0: Joe Alonzo is facing him at Loco Wrestling in two weeks, and he cut a promo on Twitter. And Joe's one of those guys that's like really like brutal in his promos. And he was just like, oh, so you're just going to sit at home till May till your contract expires, huh? They don't want to bring you back? Oh, poor Marco, like something like that. So it sounds like Marco's contract is up in May and it doesn't sound like it's going to get renewed. I'm sorry not to laugh, but it's just it it seems like that that's the path they're going. He hasn't been on TV since like September.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a while. You know, who they should add to the uh, Jurassic Express group. I'm I'm worried of what you're going to say. Me in a mask? You know what I'm talking about. Me in a mask. Space I don't monkey. Get it oh yeah 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 <laughs> he has so steven, many friends in A he has so many friends in aew i feel like he could like get a foot in the door there and maybe join up with you got to make sense to be hanging out with jungle boy and those guys
0: in case you guys didn't know the reason that steven is really involved in wrestling guys job with fightful is he is actually space monkey and a lot of people don't know that but he is actually space monkey so there you go um if you, you see me? toss me bananas google that yeah, if you okay. guys uh if you guys are curious what Space Monkey looks like, Google that and if you don't see a pro wrestler, I'm sorry. That's what I was meant for you to see. Um so yeah. But yeah, Space Monkey. There you go.
1: Um, good addition.
0: Sure. Hey, real quick, I I I guess we're done with AEW now. I don't know. Um but who do you, who do you think is in line next for so here's my thing. Why not FTR win the belts? Because it sure felt like that they were the champions all along. And they're now kind of like feuding with the Briscoes, which I'm starting to feel like that that match could happen at Supercard of Honor.
1: I think that's possible. I think it's very because, possible.
0: Because the way that they actually attacked them at Ring of Honor, and then it's like – so it's like they kind of want to build it for the future – so I'm starting to feel like FTR and SuperCard of Honor, FTR versus the Briscoes is going to happen at SuperCard of Honor.
1: Yeah, because they're and they're still the AAA tag title tag team champions, right? So they could then they they could do ROH and GCW's titles on the line in that too, like a big winner take all would be pretty massive. Because I dude, I would love to see uh, FTR and GCW also. That'd be incredible. Yeah. Um, Especially if like someone got some weapons involved, like see their reactions to like a gossip plate or something. <laughs> like what the. Hell I mean, is this I wish thing?
0: they, I wish they could do FTR and the Briscoes and Hammerstein. The way that they're booking yeah. is, it's it's like they're using a uh, indie name versus like an established big name for their matches. So I mean, Briscoes and FTR would be huge for Hammerstein, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I really think that it's going to be SuperCard of Honor.
1: Yeah. When also, I mean, AJ Gray versus Eddie Kingston is going to be so yes. good. like this, so that card is going to be so fire.
0: Ally Cash versus Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the scramble as always, or the six, the three on three with the Luchas. Um, so yeah, it's going to be. Uh, Effie and, Effie what, and Hama, Jeff Jarrett. Effie and Jeff Jarrett is happening. Effie can say whatever he wants, but that's definitely happening. Which I mean, whatever. And then you've uh, awesome. got uh, Moxley and Homicide, right?
1: Yeah, and they still got to figure out what, what's going to be going on for Nick Gage. Um,
0: I need Sean Ross to get involved in this because something just doesn't seem right with this Nick Gage thing. Like, like that
1: he hasn't been around.
0: Not at all. And he was at that. He was doing commentary at that one show, which was insane between AJ Gray and Matt Tremont where they were like literally having light uh, tubes hanging from the ceiling and that match. That was a uh, violence X
1: suffering. Uh That was this past weekend VXS right. and No Peace Underground if anyone wants to check that out. Yeah.
0: But like Nick Gage was doing commentary there and then like he's been kind of dropping like little hidden messages on Instagram a little bit like they can't keep me down and stuff like that. Like I, I don't know what's going on there but it just kind of seems like you would have thought they would have announced something by now.
1: Yeah. Or that he would have just been like more just heavily involved in the build up to all of this. Something. Um,
0: I mean, I get the, I get the point though of like really trying to get the pop right of like you haven't seen this guy in months and then he comes out. So I get that, but it just seems like something's a little off. You would have think a match would have already been announced or just something.
1: Yeah. Now I feel the same way, and, I, and part of me hopes it's just him. Just they want to make sure he's as healthy as possible for Hammerstein, right? You know, um, but you would have thought something would, be, would have been announced by now. I think because I was really heavily assuming it was going to be Mox engage rematch was going to be for like the main event of that show, and Mox isn't even officially announced yet. But like I think he has to show up on AEW first, which I think will happen probably like tomorrow possibly yeah, i think and, it's
0: definitely either tomorrow or the next week
1: because he can't they can't announce like gcw just not in the position to where they'd be you know they can't make that a big announcement to the wrestling world that mox is coming back like it's got to be aew because you know that's got to take priority i think and, and him returning to wrestling there first um but i mean who do you who do you think they'll announce for gage
0: I thought maybe like a Matt remont since he's been right. like kind of on the road back. Like, I think that makes kind of sense. I mean, I would love to see more of a mainstream guy if that's what they're going to do. Um, I know you want Jericho, but I really do about that that's last happening. Week. That's right. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm at this point, I just want him on the card and that, I mean, he's on the commercial. So, I mean, I would hope so. Also Matt Cardona versus Joey Janela. That's definitely happening. Yes. So, which I mean, God Cardona, man, he's just hitting it out of the park right now. Like, who would care about a Matt Cardona and Joey Janela match? And then all of a sudden, you see the the Ric Flair Elizabeth photo photography of Joey Janela and Chelsea to set that up. Like, just genius, man.
1: Maybe they do Atticus and Nick Gage. Yeah, or or it might or I, I know I said last week maybe they do Nick Gage and Alice Colon for the Ultraviolent title. Now, yeah, there's... that could
0: be true. That they never had that happen. Um, that was supposed to happen in Dallas, and it never happened. So that could happen for sure.
1: Yeah. So there's some good options there. That card looks that card looks great. Um, I can't remember what we were talking about with AEW before. By that, the way that
0: that pay per view is 25 bucks. I looked at the price tag on it, so it's for a what little GCW more... you ever saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely if you're gonna order a GCW pay per view, this is the one to order. <laughs> Like this is gonna be incredible, and I feel like it's probably gonna be like a their WrestleMania, so it's gonna be like a yearly thing. Like, of course, they'll have the WrestleMania weekend with the collective, but I feel like they'll always have like probably a big show like this every year. I feel like this is it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Got a couple super chats.
0: Jeff's kid ninety six. Appreciate it. Um, does Mox come back to AEW to challenge Hangman? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he does. It's going to be interesting. Is he coming back as heel or face? I mean, I think he would come back as face just because the crowd's going to be so happy to have him back and proud of him and all that stuff. But, you know, he would be a good guy for me that I I would like to see Cody feud
1: with. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, actually. Yeah, Yeah. because
0: we haven't seen that yet. and, And they're just two totally different people. And kind of the way that Cody's being right now, like... Moxley's just no nonsense, and maybe even like in a in like a hardcore match or a death match type, because you know Cody's crazy, and uh, I just think that they could have a nice little build to to something like that. Because I'm I'm thinking of like bigger names, like a, a Moxley, CM Punk sounds good to me too. Or something like that Moxley Brian Danielson because keep in mind that was supposed to be the finals was Moxley and Brian Danielson so maybe that is an indication what could happen because Brian Danielson really doesn't have anybody to face now and maybe Moxley just flat out challenges them or something because they never got to have that match so that could happen as well.
1: Yeah, I like all those options. Those are probably the, the top ones that I, that I would say as well.
0: Another AEW nugget real quick. Yeah. Um, is Johnny Gargano posted on Pro Wrestling Tees that he has a shirt available till January 25th, and then it's getting pulled. Well, AEW in Cleveland for their beach blast or whatever is January 26th. Oh, there's a nugget
1: right there that
0: could possibly be that Gargano would debut in Cleveland for
1: AEW. That'd be pretty sick. I wonder what he would do right off the rip.
0: I don't know, but I just—I mean, just just let him wrestle. That's all I say. Just let him wrestle. He doesn't need a bunch of goofy gimmicks and all that other stuff. Just just let him
1: wrestle. He'd be a good one for like a Cody TNT Open Challenge. Oh, like, yeah, he, that he comes perfect. out. If yeah. Cody
0: has a TNT Open Challenge in Cleveland, I already know what it is. Like that—that yeah. that would be dope.
1: And the crowd's Cleveland gonna be chanting good. Johnny Wrestling before yep. it even happens. Like there, it'll be like the CM Punk thing. They're gonna be ready ready for it, and yeah, yep. that would
0: be. Yeah, that'd be sick. I would be all for that. Chris with the Super Chat. Appreciate it, Chris. Even, guys, as checked out, as I am WWE, even I got to tune into the Rumble for Lesnar versus Lashley. I just hope they give them time. Yeah, and you also are going to get Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. But to me, like, I think that's pretty solid. Like, those two matches are solid, and then you get the Royal Rumble for the women and the men. I think it's so funny that the women's roster is reduced to, like, they have to bring in legends to fill the rumble because they don't have enough women at this point. Like they have they to have bring taken... back
1: women who they sent their stuff back in trash bags like a year ago to come back and because they can't fill out Royal rumble spots.
0: Well, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go there, but, but all I'm saying is if you are, if you were so offended by that and you were so like disgusted, but yet you're openly just like, Hey, I'm back. Like, I mean, come on. Oh, no, I'm should... not,
1: I'm not. I'm not upset about it or blaming her or, or them or anything. I'm just saying it's it's just funny that it worked out that way. Like, I, if if a company that I had a falling out with did the same thing, they're like, hey, "I'm going to give you this much money. just come back one night or whatever." Like, I'd definitely consider it. You know, like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess I just I, I just feel like a lot of it was just like blown out of proportion. She never would come back. She's disgusted by them. Blah blah blah. And now it's like, hey, I'm in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> like, okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Rumble actually it looks pretty solid. It definitely something that I'll probably check out, but it really makes me like basically confirm my thoughts that it's gonna be Roman and Brock at WrestleMania. Like they have nothing else after this. Like Brock is gonna beat Lashley, Roman is going to beat Rollins. The only issue is is the um is the whoever wins the Royal Rumble. Like, how does that mix it? And does that make it a triple threat? Or are they just going to challenge something else? Like, I don't know.
1: When they also have the two nights, which I guess could play into it too. Like, the Royal Rumble winner could get a shot at one of those titles on night one, I guess. And then, I don't know, they could kind of do it like Wrestle Kingdom does a little bit. I I think there's a chance that they do that Lashley actually beats Brock, but it's because of, like, a ton of interference. Like, Roman and the Usos and, like, a whole bunch of people caught and maybe Heyman, they all cost Brock the match against Lashley. So then you're still getting Brock versus Roman for the title at Mania, and then it's Lashley versus whoever wins the Royal Rumble. Um, But personally, I'd like to see them just do Roman versus Brock title versus title and just end the brand split completely. But yeah, um, that's just me.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. And I mean, is Braun Breaker going to be around at this point, at that point, or, you know, is Chad Gable, not Chad Gable, what is the guy's name? The, the Oh, Gable Stevenson. Gable Stevenson. Thank you. Is he going to be around at that point? Like, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I doubt that Braun Breaker is just because they're just really starting to run with him as the NXT champion. Um,
0: but, I mean, to me, it's like strike while the iron's hot, right, if that's sure. the case. But, I, I, I mean, because the thing is, you keep those guys in NXT too long. It's just they just become lifers in, in your eyes and you just never look at them as anything more. If you were, If they're only in the developmental system, he wins the title – and then he just leaves. And even if he just drops the title and not even loses it, just vacates it to go into the Royal Rumble or whatever it would be, the Elimination Chamber, then then it's like, okay, he's just on to that. And then they can push him as a main eventer if they want to. I think it's way too soon, but I also know that they're desperate for stars.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be smarter for them just to strike with Irons hot too. Just, just go for it, go all the way, but they will see. I, I think I might have it figured out. <laughs> they do. Brock versus Roman, title versus title on night one, and yep. then night two, whoever wins that loses the title to Omos. All right, this is a, this is a good stream. yeah know, I'm for coming, guys. I'm, I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to get us past the WWE talk right now. Yeah. So, I well, like, that did it. I yes. did
0: it. I'm done. Then not talking about Omos. I'm not we're not even going hey, to. there. we'll talk
1: about the Royal Rumble when it gets closer to it because there will be a Wrestle Rumble uh, contest, and I'm very invested in that. So I, 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 I dude, Royal Rumble, I, I do get excited for. I will have a good time watching that show. Um, I just don't care about anything that WWE is doing until that night. So just is what there it is. Go. All right, guys, we've got 27 people in here right now. If you could please smash that like
0: button if you haven't. If you guys have any more super chats, let us know. Send them our way. Um, we'll definitely answer your questions, and thank you for supporting the channel as always. Um, real quick, do you think that Roxy is signed with the WWE?
1: I don't know if she is or not, but I think she, I think she will go there.
0: I, I think that she possibly has, or like it, not officially signed, but like that is where it's heading. Because yeah. I don't see why you would be Ring of Honor champion, and then when you're about to have Supercard of Honor. Drop the title on a TV taping. Um, sorry, spoiler alert. It's already out, so whatever. But drop the title I, on a I hadn't, TV taping. I had taping. looked at it.
1: Did, did she lose to prazo
0: Yeah, she lost to Deanna Perrazzo. Okay, and so And now nice. De, Deanna Perrazzo is now ROH champion. And so AAA me, ran it, ran us. Right. So to me, um, that kind of seems like a way that she's dropping all obligations and heading to the E. That's what I feel.
1: Yeah, I think that's 100% accurate. And also, my boy Josh Bishop recently had a trial with the WWE. I know I texted with you a little bit about that. And I don't get super stoked about people that I like signing with the WWE in recent years. I'm just, you know, as a fan, I selfishly want them in places that, you know, I actively really pay attention and watch the shows. But a guy like Josh Bishop could do really big things in the WWE. He's still in his early twenties. He's big. He's super athletic. He's and he's he's hungry. And that guy he's he's creative too. Like he he thinks of, of fun ways to throw his opponents around and stuff. So um I'm a big Josh Bishop fan. Have been since literally probably like his first match he wrestled in front of people. So um I, I, I think I'm,
0: he's still kind of unknown to a point to where it's yeah. perfect for the WWE. He's not really labeled as an indie guy. He has all the great, he has great size. Yes. Um. So yeah, I, I think he's a perfect signing for them.
1: For someone who's never seen him. He's, he kind of looks in a lot of ways, like Sid vicious to me. Like, yeah, he, you know, he's a big, he's not quite as tall as Sid, but like, he's a big dude and he does like the outsider's edges, his finisher and stuff. And like, he's, he's, crazy he'll jump off scaffolds and through tables kind of like, like
0: sid vicious mixed with like matt capitelli from tough enough like their look what, yeah yeah that's what it kind of looks like to
1: me wrestles a bit like mike awesome did he'll like powerball yeah. people off ropes and stuff like yeah he's he's awesome and here's the thing i'm such a fan of his that if he does go to the WWE, i'll watch whatever show he's on so um so mike he's also been
0: working with cardona a lot so AI, i kind of feel like you they have connections
1: over there that could possibly
0: get him in. So yeah, good, good things for him. So, yeah, yeah I,
1: I, I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon though, because he is doing more with AIW in like the next few months. But right. Um. But the good thing is, like, I think this is going to be a big year for him. No matter where he winds up, he'll 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 be a name that we're talking about. I think by the end of twenty twenty two. So, in and, and Roxy cool. Roxy's going to have a huge year. Well, I should say. Hopefully a very monetarily a monetarily successful career because I don't know what they'll do with her in the WWE, but she can work and she doesn't need the performance center and she doesn't really need the NXT system at all like 2.0 like she really should just go straight to Raw or SmackDown and just hope to God that they that they book her in something interesting because I I mean I don't know what the hell is going on with those those shows right now but I saw Twitter going crazy last night about. Nikki superhero doing her like yeah. she turned on Rhea Ripley and I'm like, I couldn't care less, but like, it seems like it was a bad idea. I don't know. So whatever this is what it is, but Roxy's great. I, I hope yeah. that she, you know, I hope she's successful wherever she winds
0: she's, up. She's such like a hometown person here. Like every event I go to, I see Roxy, like whether she's in the show or not, she's at least in the crowd or whatever. Like I see Roxy all the time. So Definitely happy for her, proud of her. Like she's she's definitely like literally if there's a Texas show, she was like on it. Maybe she's been to like every single promotion in Texas at some point. Like she's busted her ass and at such a young age too. Like she's really hustled and put in her time. So a lot of respect for Roxy.
1: That's another thing that's gonna make her really attractive to the WWE is that she's like what twenty-one. So yeah, I don't think like that. that. I think she might be twenty. Twenty. So I mean, that's that's what the WWE is <clears throat> looking for, you know, like that's right. age and she has experience and they don't really need to train her. Like that's it's she's ready to go and she's young, young and you got a bright future there hopefully for her. So, but most likely we'll see her on two hundred five live soon and then she'll get kind of lost in the mix and then get strapped up with some sort of gimmick and then it's uh, just a wild card of what, <laughs> what's going to happen. So. Yep. Well, real quick
0: um, thoughts on MLW suing WWE.
1: I, I need to look more into exactly what all happened, but I'll say that I do remember the Tubi thing. Like I, I tweeted about it earlier. I remember Alicia toot and some other people on MLW programming, like talking about Tubi months ago when I was watching them on YouTube. And I got it pretty excited for because I, I used Tubi because it's a free app and they have a lot of wrestling uh content on there. And I was in and, and I guess something happened to where because Fox owns Tubi, they wound up WWE wound up blocking MLW from getting onto Tubi is what it sounds like. And if that's yeah. true, that that just that sucks. Like I don't know why you do that. MLW really isn't competition to the wwe really in any they the wwe that's should really be they should look at that and go slower. what they should be doing is promoting hey like on wwe programming they should be or on fox when they're on fox they on during smackdown they should be going hey we have this free app to be and there's actually more wrestling over there mlw every week like and and that's and that's where the the future nxt people are you know what i mean like like, you can I be mean, watching Alex Kane now, and then you'll see him here later kind of stuff. It would be like the UFC trying
0: to block, like, LFA from running a show. Right. Like it just makes no sense to me. And, and, though, like, I understand you're mad, right, and you think this is crap, but, like, you can't necessarily – like the the station can just say, "Look, like we made the decision that we didn't want to upset WWE, and that's the end of it." Like I, I just don't see how, like, like legally, and and I've heard that they're claiming that there's a monopoly on wrestling. No, um, there's a thing called there's a thing called yeah. AEW yeah. that just came around, so I wouldn't recommend going that route. So. I just don't see the point in this. I think that you're just going to lose money in the end. I, I don't, I don't know, but it just, it, the whole thing's kind of bizarre to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you're just, and this is, this doesn't just go for MLW. This goes for like 99.9% of anyone I could possibly be talking about. You will lose the WWE in court. like like it just like it just doesn't matter who you are like they have more money they have more resources they have more connections they're going to win every time so and so why volunteer
0: for that no that's what i'm
1: saying yeah i I know i could
0: understand like being sued by wwe and you're forced to go to court but like to actually sue them seems a little like eh, i don't know it and then court bauer Yeah, he kind of has a little Paul Heyman to him, in my opinion, like a little bit of a shadiness side to him that you can't really trust all the time. And Joey Janela trashed him on Twitter. And so it's uh, it's just interesting. I, I don't know.
1: It's gonna be interesting when MLW does wind up on Tubi, but Vince McMahon owns it. By the time that it shows up there, that's what I was saying. Are you trying
0: to sell to the WWE? Is that what we're doing? Because that's what it feels like. The only reason you would pick this fight, like I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. And another thing too is I've been waiting for a long time for MLW to be on Vice. That was what they said was gonna happen. Well, they said that Vince like called Vice and said he doesn't want them on there, so they pulled it. That simple, and I'm like Dark so Side of the wait, Ring. That's what I was yeah. saying. I'm like, so wait a minute. Vince is totally fine with Dark Side of the Ring, the Plane Ride from Hell, the Steroid Trial, all that stuff. But MLW cannot have a show. I, I just, I don't know, man. It seems. I don't believe that. For,
1: I don't believe that for a second. That there's and like, how are you going to no prove way. that? Yeah, you know. But there's there's just no way that that. That, I mean, I guess the only way, the only way it would make sense is if, like, Vice is so, they're so invested in their own show, Dark Side of the Ring, that, like, they wouldn't that they would listen. They're, like, even if Vince was like, don't air this, they're like, sorry, like, sorry, not sorry, we're airing it, it's ours, like, it's,
0: but right. MLW,
1: they're like, well, we can take or leave MLW. You know, I, I don't, but... You still wouldn't think that they would cave just because Vince was... It's like, obviously, you don't really care if Vince is angry. Like, <laughs> he's obviously not happy with the Dark Side of the Ring show existing. So, yeah, weird. Very weird. It's bizarre.
0: The whole thing, I read it today, and I was just like, why? What? That doesn't make a lot of sense. And on both sides, I'm just like, this is nothing. This is like a global force wrestling, you know, like <laughs> suing impact and all that stuff it, it just it's a mess i'm like what whatever
1: they should really be embracing it like how ufc embraces all these other companies on the fight pass like all these smaller promotions like these yeah. aren't these are feeder systems just like the like mlw is its own brand and like they have some great wrestlers there like Fachu and Hammerstone's <laughs> done really well there and a lot of guys that we watch now have come from there guys like alex kane they're killing it like they've gotten a lot of talent there but yeah that isn't they're they're not even a blip on the radar in comparison with the wwe is like i don't know why the wwe would care at all about what mlw is doing and there was also rumors last year that mlw was going to be like a farm system for them i don't know how this possibly went so sideways to where they're at now so
0: yeah like it almost felt like that they were going to be like the replacement of evolve right and then now it's just kind of like gone way off the tracks and and maybe they're just bitter and now they want to sue but it's just a dumb idea i don't get it
1: yeah i think there was another super chat up there (coughs) jerry McDevitt's a stud
0: oh yeah this is a big one too um do you guys see maybe samoa joe or regal in aew i mean we've talked about joe and we wanted joe we didn't want him to go to nxt went to nxt uh, he's no longer with NXT. They let him go. I have no idea physically what he is, but I mean, he did have a match. So it's not like he just went there and just immediately went into uh, a manager role, right? Like he did wrestle cross. So if he can go in any way, I mean, God, dude, I I just, I want the original ROH faction, especially if you can get the Briscoes. If you can have a faction of Punk, Brian, Joe, and the Briscoes versus the Elite, in like a blood and guts match. I just I I couldn't imagine anything better than that. Like that would be incredible, especially if it had like a good long build to it. The elite with Cody. I want the BTE group. You know what I mean? Um I think that would be incredible.
1: Yeah. So how many people you got on the Ring of Honor side there? Like I have five. Okay, so then you'd have the Bucks, Omega, Cody, and Hangman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be. Mm, yeah. 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 I mean, that'd be that'd be insanely sick. I don't know what's going to go on Smojo. Don't know if he can wrestle. Don't know if he can't. Don't have any idea what his prerogative is right now. Uh, I, It's kind of like a fool me once type thing with him, unfortunately, yeah. where it's like you knew what you were resigning for and you got what you probably should have kind of I hate to sound so brutal, but it's like you saw what's been going on for the last year or two with them, but I mean, you can't feel like you were safe do going back there. You just got fired. Um so I think that it would be cool as hell if Samoa Joe showed up in Ring of Honor, especially WrestleMania weekend. Like that'd be huge for them, whether he wrestled or not, him just being involved in Ring of Honor. I think that William Regal should be like Wherever he goes, he should be the talent scout for the Indies. Like you know what I mean? Because he did a great yep. job pretty much setting up all of the original the black and gold NXT was like mainly regal recruits. And yep. he was a PWG. They <laughs> found Kevin hey. Owens there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. just like it PWG recruiting people, you know. Like that's what he should be doing. He should be flying out to bars and high school gyms and the whole deal. And like finding the next Lee Moriarty and Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia. And then the next group of these guys and girls that, um, he's got an eye for it. His son is really good too, Charlie Dempsey and NXT UK. Um, okay. he's really good. He's got a great look. He's really good in the ring beats people with like crazy submissions too. He does like twisters and that kind of stuff, Like really high level submission hold looking stuff. Um, I hope he has a bright future because he's another one that like, he's got to be in his early twenties. He's really good. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that, I think that, you know, Regal and Samoa Joe are two guys that kind of no matter where they want to go, they've earned kind of to call their shot or whatever they want to do. I think that they'll be able to do in wrestling. So.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And like the Samoa Joe thing to me, like I don't need him there for a year. You know, I just need him to come in, work a really cool angle, maybe even have a, a him a him and punk rematch or something, just something fun, and then he can bounce if that's what he wants to do, whatever, but I would definitely like to see him be a part of AEW in some part, eight some, some way.
1: Yeah, another guy that that is interesting that he's been released was Ace Steel. Cause I think he'd be good behind the scenes and he has that past second city saints with punk and cabana, which is, I don't know if they'll ever drag the punk and cabana stuff out onto television on AEW. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Probably not. Right. But like, if, if everyone was comfortable with it, I think they could draw a lot of money with uh, getting really deep on a story like that. And a steel being kind of in the middle of those two, that'd be pretty interesting TV, I think. Um, Yeah. But that's just kind of just a thought, you know? I also think
0: Joe could definitely go back to impact if he wants just something easy and not stressful or, you know, whatever, like he definitely has a presence there that they, they could use. So if he wanted to do that, that would definitely be open for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, like I said, he really should be able to anywhere that he calls. And I mean, it obviously depends on who can afford him and whatnot but any any major company i'm sure he'd be able to figure something out with and that'd that'd be insane if he did any kind of indie run like him and gcw for like he does a couple big matches that'd be huge yeah Um, like him and homicide for the gcw title Like that'd that'd be pretty that'd be pretty wild to see that in 2022 like um, this would be pretty
0: big joe and Bloodsport versus like josh barnett
1: yeah that'd be (laughs) sick yeah, that'd be that <laughs> I would love I would love that. Uh, yeah
0: Joe and Bloodsport would be perfect. So there's a lot of things that you know if he whatever he wants to do is out there. And I'm not sure how the 90 day goes for coaches and stuff like that. Like because Scotty Too got his release and he was in the ring pretty quick. So I'm not sure.
1: Not only was he in the ring, Doug, he <laughs> absolutely rules. <laughs> like Scotty Hotty yeah. 2022. Like that's, he's going to have the PCO style indie resurgence of, of this year, I think. Um. So, so
0: question here too, if you're Tony Khan, right. And you, you, when you started AEW, like the best you could do, which isn't bad, but very top heavy and not a lot undercard, whatever, but it was, you know, Cody, Kenny, the Bucks, Hangman, Jericho, SCU, right? Like, those were, like, the, the big ones. Britt Baker, um, and she wasn't a big name back then, but she was available. Then Darby, um, and, I, and I felt like Darby definitely had potential when that was signed. But, my God, <laughs> we're in three years now, and literally the best agents, the best wrestlers – the best tag teams, the best, the women's wrestling uh, continues to improve. Not only that, I am a firm believer that the WWE is kind of taking a step backwards while the AEW is taking a step forwards in how they want to promote women in wrestling. And, like, I, I just don't know. At this point, yes, you keep signing and you're excited and all that stuff, but I really feel like that, like, it's gotta catch you off guard. It's gotta be like almost overwhelming to where it's like, what? Like, I started my wrestling company and I was so excited that like we got Moxley, and this was probably going to be the peak of it. And here I am now with CM Punk and Brian Danielson and the freaking whole entire undisputed era. And you know, because Roger Strong will be available soon, I'm sure. And and it's just like Then I'm going to get the very best. I mean, when you watched NXT, you had Ciampa, Gargano, FTR, like literally Aleister Black and Andrade. Literally every every prime wrestler that they had, you're now going to have, you know? And then you can pick whoever you want that's remaining out of Ring of Honor, like... it's It's like all it's crazy crazy,
1: it's like all the dream matches from like when bte was going on and everyone was like jokingly like oh it'd be awesome if like the young bucks could wrestle you know this team or if if kenny could wrestle this guy or if cody could and now like that's all most of it's just like actually happening now (laughs) it's right awesome
0: And it's not even close to being done. Like, Okada's, you know, CM Punk's giving Okada the address to the United Center. Like, this is the world we're living in right now, you know?
1: This is the best time in history to be a wrestling fan. I know know that people are going to make the argument for the Attitude Era, and me and Doug both lived through it, and Doug might not agree with me on this, but I think, obviously, wrestling was super popular at that time. But given that I've been a fan now for, like, three decades— and I have so much invested in so much invested in so many of the current wrestlers that are, 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 on the screen right now. Like some of them 10 to 20 years of watching them on the Indies and other promotions. And now to see all this coming together the way that it has and on the forbidden door and all the different companies and be able to live stream any show that you want right at the edge your fingertips and not have to tape trade and all this extra stuff. Like, this is the best time ever to be a wrestling fan like i i just it has to be
0: well and, and like by the way uh jeff's kid, say it with your chest okay we all want osprey i want osprey more than anything um yeah, yeah, you do fantastic match with okada by the way
1: i still haven't watched it but there. i heard it was absolutely incredible it was like a it was like a six plus star match or something for melzer again or something like i that. mean
0: it's, 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 it's means it's a five star in America. It's a six star in Japan, basically. But like it, it was really good. And what I love to like, first of all, I hate the clapping crowds. I can't, it's really just not fun. Like they're not allowed to cheer in Japan. They can only clap because of, you know. Uh. Um, and so it's very hard for you to like really get into it. And you can tell there's times where they really want to mark out and they can just be like, you know, it's kind of lame. But I these guys, it did not matter. And it was just like a war of attrition. And what I loved is that, like, you could see in Okada that it was like, God dang, what, what the hell happened to Will? Like, he's so much more tougher now to beat. Like, that's the story. That, like, Okada is starting to falter a little bit to where he literally has to give everything he has to beat Will and will just keeps getting better, and Okada probably can't get any better, and that's kind of where they're they're at. So hopefully, when they finally do meet again in a big show like Wrestle Kingdom, that that will be the night that will finally wins. But it was a it was a great match.
1: Yeah, and that's awesome. I, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Um, I think New Japan just needs to be really careful about their long-term stories right now like long-term booking because right. in, in in the past it's worked out really well for them like building stars over a long periods of time and then finally giving them their big runs and they have a long run at the top now everything's so up in the air that i feel like if you're super valuable and like AEW wants you like you're not going to be as loyal to new japan anymore yeah. like because before we basically New Japan, or or you, if you lived in Japan, you wanted to be in stay in New Japan because they were still one of the biggest options out there in the entire world. If you wanted to come to the states, you'd try to get to the WWE. That was, p- for the most part, pretty much what it was. Now it's like so many options that you know, if you if you want to come to the states, or if you want to go to another country, just in general, like New Japan, the. New Japan's great and it's and there's a lot of it's a very prestigious company and stuff, but like at the moment, I, I I'd rank it lower than like I mean, I I got a, WWE, AEW, G C W then them probably. Like yeah. as far as like the amount of buzz a company has in the wrestling world. And so. I'm very
0: confused on New Japan Strong. Like it's yeah. basically them trying to be their own ROH in the States, but like it's just it's not really new Japan. Like they don't have that same philosophy of like having these insane matches. Um, So, so I I don't know. It's, it's, they're really kind of in an identity crisis in my opinion. Um, So, yeah, But, but I do think that, you know, when it's time and they really are able to go out there, they have fantastic stuff.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the little bit of Wrestle Kingdom I have seen so far was very good. I mean, I'm never going to knock their their work rate and stuff. Um, I will I, say yeah. this too,
0: though the the two nights for Wrestle Kingdom, uh, uh-uh. no, like they just don't have enough going on right now. It's it you need just one big giant night, and it would have been so much better. Two nights, just. And and that's the problem, too, that I have even with WrestleMania. Like, you're forcing stuff to be on the card that probably shouldn't be, and you could probably reduce it to one night. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, Um, I feel
0: like AEW could book a two-night pay-per-view, and it would all make sense because they have such a deep roster, and, like, it would be a lot of stuff that we'd all want to see. I feel like, you know they're going to have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal to get, like, 30 people on there. And they're going to have, you know, all the 16 titles that they have will all be defended. And maybe not even. Maybe they think that your belt's trash, which a lot of them do. So that doesn't even get defended. And it's just some Logan Paul thing or a Bad Bunny thing or whatever, you know. Like, it's just whatever. It was funny. Somebody was like, yeah, you know, me and my buddy... We're gonna go to WrestleMania weekend and then we'll probably go to the Hall of Fame and then we'll go to like Raw and SmackDown. And I'm like, I wanna vomit just reading this. Like I I there's absolutely no way that I would spend money to go to a Raw and a SmackDown and like it, just gross. I, I don't want to <laughs> go anywhere near that stuff
1: at all. I agree. I turned on free tickets the day one, dude. Like I, Yeah. Like... I, <laughs> I mean <laughs> I'm with you.
0: Like if Royal Rumble was in Houston, I I I don't know if I'd go. I go. I it would cross my mind, but I I don't I don't know if I go. Be honest yeah. With
1: you. yeah, Um. speaking of Hall of you mentioned Hall of Fame just really quickly. It's pretty cool that Dave is going into the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame, GCW weekend and CM Punk is inducting him. So yeah. there's a there's a little teeny tiny chance that maybe GCW CM Punk pops up, so that'd be pretty cool.
0: Man, I mean, if he popped up at the Hammerstein Ballroom GCW, that would definitely be pretty cool.
1: Did he debut in WWE CW in the Hammerstein? No, I
0: don't think so. No, because really
1: I know they did a one night stand show in there, the both I of don't them, think right? He was- I
0: don't think he ever wrestled on either one of those one night stands no
1: but but they but he but he debuted soon after the second one i
0: think he debuted the night after on that sci-fi crap the the second one he debuted like the night after because that's when because the thing about the ecw show was they were doing that and then we were getting ecw on sci-fi so like rob van dam basically got the belts like, the night of the debut. Like, Heyman and him had the belts, and they had the little promo, and then he was, like, wrestling Kurt Angle the week after, or something like that. But that was when they had the zombie and all that other crap. Like,
1: oh my oh, god. I know, I remember. Um, Yeah, but it, they're saying in the chat, he did. Yeah, it was against Justin Incredible, for sure. I think that wasn't Hammerstein, because I remember that being, I think that was that Maybe. building. Yeah. Okay. But it so wasn't that, that one of the one-night stands. Well, it, really? Because it I wasn't one-night it wasn't you one sure? night. It was ECW on Sci. It had to have been ECW on Sci-Fi. The yeah. only
0: other time they did that was when it was Big Show and Batista, and they got the "You both suck" chant and changed the channel. Chant that was, that, all was all that was the show. That was the show. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that was a disaster. That whole ECW stuff was awful.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I agree.
0: You want to talk about false advertisement? Holy crap! Like you give us one night stand and then they're like you're gonna get this weekly and then it's just like the most wwe like like you want to talk about fans and vince like losing trust on vince like that was that was a moment there where it's like wait a minute this guy might not be a genius after all or this is a (laughs) really really bad like program here like what happened so, yeah. Yeah,
1: two things I'll say about that really quickly. One, a lot of the blame, unfortunately, does fall on Rob Van Dam, like, because they were going to build the whole yeah. thing around him, and then he got caught, even though I don't care about people smoking weed, obviously, but, like, to right. put the company in a bad spot. And two, that's the first time I ever saw Brooke Adams on television. So um she was a part of the the Extreme Expose with Kelly Kelly. Um I can't remember who else was a part of that, but I definitely remember Brooke Adams was – um my favorite uh, TNA knockout in history. So Book Task marker. So shout out to that. Um, we want to talk about action figures soon? We're yeah. Gonna, got, we got, we're we're going to run out of time. time. Yeah.
0: So, let's let's get into this. I'm curious to see what you got. We have not talked about this at all. Um, I've made my list. We have whatever figure we choose, we have to own it. So um, there are a couple figures that I probably would pick, but I don't have them. So... That is one of the rules. Um, we'll get the super chat out of the way real quick. Vincent Valentine, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Will Matt Cardona get John Cena one night stand, two thousand six level heat at Hammerstein? Not only that, I, I he absolutely will, but I think he will be dressed up like John Cena. I, I just yeah. think that's something that he would do. So he was gonna. He's gonna. You can't see me in the whole thing. I, I truly believe that he will do something like that.
1: I completely agree. And, yeah, he's going to have a ton of heat. Although, so, man, is, is
0: Joey enough to really get him that much heat? Like, is Joey still over with that crowd like he is. To be? Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: In GCW, he is. That's it, okay. it, It's, it's going to work. It's gonna I mean, work. I know
0: it's not the same as AEW, but I just – like, even when I go to GCW shows and Joey's wrestling, like, it's not like this huge deal. Like, like Effie – if it was Effie and Cardona and Hammerstein, like Effie is really over. But you know, I I think that they'll do a good job. I think Joey and and um, <clears throat> Joey and Matt will have a great uh, video package. It'll really set things off. It'll be nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll be sick. Can't wait to hear Jimmy Lloyd's entrance. That's gonna be so cool. Matt um, should bring up. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that, that'd be that'd be fun. Ray real,
0: real quick, I want to answer this. So it says, why if I went to Mania Weekend, it would be just WWE. All these indie feds picking back off Mania, and it's really sad in my opinion. Honestly, Trevor, the greatest experiences I've ever had at Mania Weekend had absolutely nothing to do with WrestleMania. Mania Weekend is the coolest crap in the world for wrestling. Because it's where you're able to celebrate wrestling with everybody and you're able to see like all the talent all across the board and you see the most incredible shows. I've seen some of the most incredible shows on WrestleMania weekend and it had nothing to do with WrestleMania. So I totally disagree with this. And I think that AEW should do a show as well. But that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, I've, I've done... Uh... I've done both where I've done like all the WWE stuff mm-hmm. um, and it's good. I mean, but in all honesty, the best, the best shows were always the NXT takeovers and I don't think they're really doing that anymore, at least not to that degree. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you liked all that stuff, I mean, you'd have a blast going to Raw and Smackdown and mania nights. And, and all, I mean, for sure. But at the point where I'm at, like I would definitely be going to all the other stuff. And then maybe go to WrestleMania. Like maybe just, it'd probably depend on how I'm feeling the day of, if I was going to go or not kind of thing, but I'd be there yeah. for other stuff. Um, yeah.
0: But I mean, I've seen peak evolve 2016 ROH Supercards of honor. Like I've seen a bunch of stuff. So, I mean, it, stuff in the, that like is amazing. And I've met a ton of people and yeah, WrestleMania weekend's amazing. And I will be there again. I'm definitely going to go. And, uh, I probably will not step one foot into WrestleMania. So there you go.
1: Action right. figures. Let's do this. You All want right. to go first? Yeah, we to, I'll, we'll can. just alternate. So
0: go ahead and do your honorable mentions if you have any. If well, you don't. we
1: probably shouldn't do honorable mentions in case we have those on our own. Okay. On so ours. we'll do honorable
0: mentions after.
1: Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure I can. I, I, don't, I don't have my honorable mentions next to me, but I can talk I've got about three. it so <clears throat> All right. So me and Doug will probably have some similarities here, probably some completely different. Doug collects much more than I do. So he has a lot more to choose from, <clears throat> but I'm very selective about the stuff that I buy. So I feel like I have a lot of good stuff.
0: So... Oh, so you're saying I don't have good stuff is what you're saying. I see well, how it is.
1: I'm saying even though I have less to choose from i got some good stuff and nice. these are going to be, be, you know, I'm going mixed based on like personal connection to these figures and kind of like how good the figures themselves are too. So some of these yeah. might surprise y'all. So the first one I've got is. This would the, be number
0: 10, correct? Number
1: 10, number 10, starting yep. at the, at the bottom. Yes. all right. Number 10, WWE elite. So I've got WWE on my list. The John Cena. Yeah. Word life. Yeah. So Very close. I, I like this one a lot because when I think of like my peak John Cena fandom, this is the John Cena I think about, like just, just about to win the world title, like still rocking the chain. He got the little, the word life on his, on his knuckles. I got the hat, the the yep. shirt, the, the jorts, the whole deal. So um, I didn't have any John Cena <coughs> figures, I always pass on them because they all look so similar and but I need one of like at least one of everyone that I was a real big fan of and I needed a Cena and this was finally the right one when I came across it I was like this is the version of Cena I want represented in my collection so that's my number 10 is this Word Life John Cena
0: awesome alright so my number 10 is um, one that Steven definitely doesn't have this is my favorite wrestler, so I'm very happy to finally get him in figure form, and that is Will Ospreay, New Japan, Super 7. Yeah, it's so it.
1: And then... I thought you were about to whip out a custom for a second. I was like... <laughs> oh,
0: we ain't done, sir! And then I was able to purchase this custom Will Ospreay on instagram from a guy and it's one of my favorite figures that i own so definitely uh there we go definitely will osprey very happy to have him in figure form
1: okay but customs don't count for like actual it's not
0: it's all. 10. this is this is the top that's 10.
1: the t- that's the 10 yes okay
0: i just wanted to show my custom so that's it that's fair. That, that's fair. number seven super seven New Japan, Series 1, Will Ospreay, number 10.
1: Nice. Alright, my number 9. This figure is a little divisive. I feel like people really really like him or really don't, but I really like it. It's a little bit different. The AW LJN Cody Rhodes. Still got this one in the box. My plan is to get all the LJN-style ones and get them signed if I can. I know Darby's the next one to come out. And it's weird because I don't have any connection to the original LJNs because I didn't I I wasn't into WWE at the right age to where I would have been with LJNs or Hasbro's. I was more like Bendom's Bone Crunchers, the Smash and Slams for WCW. Um, but I really think these are cool. Like I really like that it's something different. It's big. It comes with the poster. I'm still looking for the Chase version at Walmart with the red pants. I haven't found that, but uh. But, yeah, I just think this is pretty cool. It's something different, and they're kind of, like, reviving the the line of LJN figures with these. So, um, I think it looks cool in my display also. And I'm obviously a huge Cody Rhodes fan. So, that's my number nine is the LJN Cody Rhodes.
0: So, Muneev says that Darby got canceled. So, I we'll s- see what happens there.
1: I saw that it was delayed, but I didn't see that it was canceled. But Muneev also knows his stuff, so I don't want to, like, dispute it.
0: Yeah, who knows? Um... So, number nine for me is a WWE one, but it's really New Japan. And it's the, if you're wanting a figure of this guy, then it's basically, you couldn't ask for much more. And that is my Kishida. Kishida is number nine for me. Um, goes in my New Japan section, comes with the Back to the Future jacket and everything. Very cool figure. Um so yeah, number nine, Kashida.
1: Yeah, that's a perfect figure. I just, by the time it came out, I was so, like, didn't care about Kushida anymore because of, like, his WWE run, unfortunately, that I just, like... But if it would have been, like, this would have come out while he was still in New Japan, I probably would have got that figure, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's so much more valuable as a New Japan guy than a WWE guy. As a WWE guy, he's not going to sell at all. But as a New Japan guy, he's, he's definitely awesome so yes we're definitely happy to have him
1: number eight i've got wwe elite scott hall okay i love that when i think of scott hall this is pretty much how i think about him one of my favorite action figures ever is his wcw smash and slam and i have that signed in the box still and this is kind of like an updated version of that almost in a lot of ways like this is uh, i'm i'm obviously a massive nwo fan i love that he comes with the two sweet hands comes with the red and black shirt which is a little bit different that you get kind of the Wolfpack style shirt in the uh, i mean it's just one of those where you see this and it, even from afar like that's unmistakably scott hall you know what i mean like they i feel like they killed this um you take the shirt off you got the chest hair and all that stuff too but um but yeah that's my number eight the uh, the wwe elite scott hall solid Very solid.
0: My number eight. Now, I've been lazy, and I haven't opened this up yet, mainly because I just don't have a lot of room right now. I've got to make room. Um, But it is the Ultimate Edition Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: I own that figure as well. It's a great figure.
0: And just the accessories alone. Definitely wish you could do the middle finger, but you understand why you can't. Um, one of the cool things about this too is the shirt doesn't have the Velcro in the back. It's just a regular shirt you can put on
1: them. Um, you have to actually like maneuver their arms like you're putting a shirt on. Like I got right, it with right. mine also. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. It's got the belt, the blue, the the blue strap, um, microphone, three heads, hat, vest. It's it's the perfect figure if you don't have a stone cold figure. The Ultimates are pretty incredible. Like I, I absolutely love the ultimate. So number eight, Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: Yeah, that's a great one. That one is definitely one of my honorable mentions. Barely barely missed my list, but that was one that I was definitely that I was definitely thinking about. My number a seven. My number seven figure is the TNT title version of Darby Allen. Okay. I think it's cool. The The title belt looks kind of big, but he's also kind of a small guy. So like, it doesn't really bother me. And this is like, it's just perfect. Like it, it looks exactly like him. He got the, the paint, the body paint. He got the jacket. Um, like I said, the world title or the TNT title comes with this sweet, uh, kind of uh, tech deck style skateboard that, you know, I mean, it's perfect. Like uh, this is basically a repaint of his first AEW figure. But I feel like they nailed it even more with this one with just the the body paint style and of course coming with the uh the TNT championship and all that. And it's pretty good scale too, because when he's standing next to some of the other AEW guys, he's shorter, which is how it should be. And they even have him with his painted fingernails and drug free free across his uh oh no, they don't have the drug free on his uh, on his uh hands actually in this one, which is interesting. They have it on his other one. But uh, but yeah, this was a great figure. So I've got the Darby Allen as my number seven. Nice. Uh, Okay. Let's see here.
0: My number seven is Orange Cassidy. I just think that this is a very cool figure. The fact that you can put his hands in his pockets, um, the way that they have the jacket attached to the shirt, you can take the shirt off. You can take sunglasses off. It's just the perfect um, Orange Cassidy figure. The problem that they're going to run into is future Orange Cassidy figures are all going to have to look somewhat similar, and then it's kind of going to get stale. But when you very first get Orange Cassidy in figure form, this right
1: here is is definitely where it's at. <coughs> yeah, the next Darby coming out looks like he just has a different T-shirt on. I think it's like yeah. the only difference. So Right. Um. So that was number seven. So number six, I have another WWE Elite. And this is going to make a lot of sense considering who I've picked so far. My number six is WWE elite Kevin Nash. Yeah. Yeah. Got to have Scott Hawley and Kevin Nash together. Part of what put this over the top for me is the outsider shirt. I just think like when I think about Kevin Nash, this is the exact Kevin Nash I think about in my head from when I was a kid, like right outsider shirt bandana around his head. He's taller than like all the other figures I've got. So like the scales good. He's got like the red tassels on, on the side. Um, the too sweet hand it's, his likeness is great. Like it's very clearly Kevin Nash. Um, so yeah, I love this figure. And like I said, the, the shirt really puts it over the top for me because like, that's, that's such a classic. Cause when you think about the NWO, a lot of the time you think of the white and black shirt, the Wolfpack shirt, but like, I always also think about the outsider shirt and the, uh, the, the X, the, uh, six ball shirt that, uh, that Waltman used to wear. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is my number. Uh, what was his number six? Is yep. Kevin Nash, WWE Elite. Gotcha.
0: My number six is another ultimate. Um, it's actually opened. And this one is the Macho Man number six. Perfect. Uh, I mean, just when you think of Macho Man in like the 95 era, 94 95 like this is right there where it's just totally encapsulates macho man it's an amazing figure um highly recommend it and like i said it's an ultimate it's got macho man on the back definitely recommend this figure
1: oh yeah one of my favorite wrestlers of all time macho man Randy Savage. my first favorite wrestler like when i like when i got into wrestling he was the first wrestler that i called my favorite wrestler um yeah. Love Randy Savage. He has so many damn figures. I wound up passing on that one only because I have, like, other Macho Mans. But right. if you're a Macho Man collector, like, you obviously you got to get that one for sure. Um, let's see. Number five. This is the only person who's on my list twice. And if you know me, you know I'm a fan of certain people.
0: Mm. Number
1: five is the TNT title Cody Rhodes. Ah, yes. Yes this was the first figure i think that had his neck tattoo which is really cool came with the first ever version of the tnt title that they've that they've put out at jazzwares came with the shirt came with like three different heads um i love the the trunks the american nightmare on his boots and everything like this is perfect and i also have
0: Oh, we're one
1: double dipping. Well, I got one in the box too. So okay. this is part of what makes it so great also is like when you display it in the box, it looks like he's coming out on the entrance ramp, a double or nothing, and he's holding the title up, and you can see all the extra accessories there on the side. I know there's a bit of glare. I apologize. But, um, but yeah, really, really cool box. Uh, to, so this is one of the centerpieces of my display kind of in the background, uh, the way that I display them. So – um so yeah my number 5 is this uh this incredible TNT champion Cody Rhodes.
0: Nice. My number 5 is another WWE Ultimate and that is the Ultimate Edition Rock. Totally From that era when he won the title for the last time, feuding with CM Punk, all that stuff, feuding with John Cena, just a really cool figure that really captures likeness, comes with the just bring it hands, Um, just a really cool figure. Definitely, if you're a rock fan, you need the rock in all eras, and I have them, and this is one of my favorites just because it really uh, has his likeness down to a T. Really good figure.
1: Yeah. That one, I think... Is that the one that I've been seeing in stores lately? The ultimate, like Right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. The ultimates I've been waiting on lately now because I see that they hang around on the pegs for a while and yeah. they seem to d- go on discount eventually, so I'll make some moves on some ultimates again pretty soon. Gotta get a deal. Discount code Kyle on Recyclectables. <laughs>
0: But the thing is, though, is it's like the reason they go on sale is they're expensive. So it's not your typical price figure. So when a parent's at a toy, you know, they're like, oh, I'll just get the $20 one, not the $30 one. You know what I mean? And so a lot of people don't buy them. But yeah. the collectors definitely buy them because they're like the ultimate collecting set, you know. <coughs>
1: Damn! <Ooh. laughs> someone, someone just take a spill. Um, <coughs> it's a coaster that fell. <laughs> so speaking of taking a spill... This next figure I'm going to show you, my number four, I have actually hot glued his leg back to his body (coughs) um, because he fell off my display because I usually display him with somebody on his shoulders and it got off balance one day and they both took a tumble. I bet you know who I'm talking about. We got Luchasaurus from AEW. Um, As far as like an actual action figure, if this had nothing to do with wrestling, this would probably be the coolest one. um, Just for the fact that this is like... I mean, the the mask is like, it's perfect. Like, the mask is perfect. He's got those little green fingernails. The, everything about this is perfect. He's the scale. He fits. Like I said, I put Jungle Boy up on his shoulders for my display. Um, we got the green tongue. Like, as, as they say in the toy business, it's very toyetic. Um, yep. This is probably the most toyetic toy that uh, came out this year, I think. Um, I mean the detail and stuff is just incredible. Like this is just an awesome action figure. So um, my number was number four is Luciosaurus from AEW.
0: I will tell you now that that was a lot a lot of people's top figure, and it didn't even make my list. That's and wild. And the reason is though is because I am so much more. Let's say I'm more about the likeness of people's faces and just like, yes, it nailed it as a character of Luchasaurus and it's very toyetic and it looks cool. But to make my top 10, like I really want like a very good likeness of you and like you're just like a looks like a little statue basically and there were just other people that I felt other other figures that captured that more than than something like Luchasaurus. Great figure though. I'm not discrediting it, but for me, it wasn't my top ten. Yeah,
1: I understand what you're saying. Mine, mine, just like I just think that they like the colors are cool. It's just a really cool looking toy, you know. What oh, I for mean? sure. And it looks like dress, that's like that's
0: them. the one you would give your your like nephew that like doesn't even watch wrestling and would be like, "This is awesome," you know what yeah. I mean?
1: My brother's always talking about how they should make luchasaurus that like, comes with like a jurassic park style dinosaur also for like kids <laughs> like you so you can like, almost like transform into a real dinosaur um, yeah but uh, but yeah so, def- definitely for kids they're um, very, very toy addict so yeah who is your uh, next one
0: my number four that's what we're on now right number four all right my number four is uh, a wwe legend um from the legends line targets exclusive uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. He I just was... missed
1: my list. I, ha- I own him though too. That's a great figure.
0: I thought this figure was amazing. Um, it looks just like him, and you know, tattooed head. This is ECW Bam Bam Bigelow, so it comes with the ECW TV title. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, an incredible figure. Brings back the days of RVD versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, just a really cool figure. Big fan of this figure.
1: Yeah, I I still have him displayed on my on my shelf the same way he comes in the uh, in the packaging where he's like holding the title over his head. Um, He looks great on my display. Yeah, I that one barely missed my list. That was that was one that was definitely on my radar. Also, awesome figure. I mean, I think that's the first time they had done that ECW title, I think, too. Like that specific type of TV title. It is. It is. It's awesome, probably number-
0: gonna give it to Rob Van Dam when I get to another Rob Van Dam, just to you know, because that's
1: his belt, that was his title for sure. For sure. Um, <clears throat> number three, you've yep. already had on your list, so I won't get too deep into it. But I've got Orange Cassidy as my number three. Um, Perfect. for a lot of the same reasons you said, like the fact that you can actually put the hand in the pockets is incredible, the glasses. This I almost, this was teetering on number one for me. Like the top three, depending on my day, could change. Like my mood. Yeah. But I mean, this is literally, and I w- I was such a fan of his on the indies, and just the fact that like he uh, he has an action figure like this, just a couple years after people basically writing him off, like he'd never be anything more than this comedy wrestler on the indies and all this stuff, and like now he has like a perfect little miniature replica figure of him and like the shoes are perfect and the knee pad going through the jeans and all that. I mean, this is, this figure is incredible. So yeah, I've got the orange Cassidy at number three. Awesome.
0: My number three is another ultimate that unfortunately I haven't opened yet, but um, an incredible figure, nature boy, Rick flair, the ultimate. robe, the belt, the woo head, old school Ric Flair, the hands. I mean, you want to do the four horsemen, you want to do whatever you want to do with this thing. This is perfect. Honestly, I love AEW Jazzwares. I love AEW figures, but there are no better figures than the Ultimate Edition figures. The w- the WWE Mattel Ultimate Edition figures are easily my favorite. They're They're just incredible figures. Definitely recommend them.
1: Hell yeah. That's an awesome figure, that Ric Flair. Number two. This is a new one that just recently came out from All Elite Wrestling. Trying to get it all set up here. Bam. Sting! This is the new Sting. Comes with a baseball bat. I just put in his hand there. Sometimes it falls out if I move him too much. But he comes with... This awesome robe that looks just like what he wears. Um, the I'm gonna drop the bat real quick. The likeness is incredible. Like this is yeah. the best modern Sting by far. Um, I know they've had one came out a few years ago where it's him from like 1997. Looks really good. Um, I think Jacks made it, but this is definitely the best like current day. Like nothing that the WWE did of Sting's most recent run comes anywhere near this. Like if you're a sting fan, you have to own this figure. You got the sting shirt on the inside. Like I said, I mean, the, the the face is just perfect. The Sting was almost number one. It was very, (laughs) very, very close. Like I waffled on, I waffled on my top three quite a bit, Um, but yeah, this is the one that of all my AEW figures that I've gotten this year, or really since it came out, this is the one that I catch myself looking at the, the most where I just go up to it. And I'm like, it's incredible that in 2022 like like right now in real time I'm holding a like a current Sting figure and he is still an active wrestler like Yeah. This is insane to me and it's perfect. It's a little it's a little miniature Sting. I mean this is this is incredible. So number 2 is AEW Sting.
0: All right, so my number 2 has already been mentioned and I just think that this is the You couldn't ask for a better figure to capture likeness, and that is the Cody Rhodes um, TNT title pack. And, like, honestly, this head scan right here, the one with him, like, kind of, like, laughing, smiling, it's probably one of the greatest head scans of all time for wrestling. Like, it just, it looks just like Cody. It's incredible. Plus, you have multiple heads for Cody as well. The shirt, I mean, it's it's a perfect package and I don't really mean to keep it in package, but I just can't seem to open it. Like it's just, it's so good. Um, but yeah, number two, Cody Rhodes.
1: Hell yeah. That's either my favorite Cody Rhodes figure that's ever come out or my second. The only other one that comes close for me is I love that WWE elite where he's got the Brown bag and the, the clear mask. Cause like, that was just such an underrated version of Cody Rhodes for me that like, I love that. They there's at least a figure of that. And I have that on my WWE display as well. Um, <clears throat> my number one figure of 2021 has already been said. Okay. And it is a WWE ultimate. The mm-hmm. nature boy, <laughs> Ric Flair. And I do have him displayed with the fours and the woo face with
0: amazing
1: with the, i mean come with came with the wcw world heavyweight championship the robe really puts it over the top like this robe is perfect like this yeah. is a little mini replica i mean like this is this honestly might be the best action figure i own like of like not just this year like this is this is as good as it gets i think right now for capturing exactly what someone looks like the multiple hands so like you said you could you could picture him or pose him like I've got him with the fours up you can kind of put him in a little strut with his other hands if you want to you can interchange his heads to where he has a different head where he isn't wooing um you can close his robe you can open his robe you can have him wearing the title not wearing the title he's got blue trunks underneath nature boy on the back with all the all the you know uh, whatever you call the the boas the feathers and whatnot attached to it um, and in my display, he stands right next to Charlotte in her robe, which I think is pretty cool, too. So, um, yeah, this is the best action figure, I think, of 2021, is this this Ultimate Edition Ric Flair. I, just, I think this is just absolutely incredible.
0: Amazing figure. And I don't know if you've ever seen Hot Toys before, but, like, it's starting to get to, like, miniature Hot Toys level, which I absolutely love. Like, so realistic looking. So, like just a statue that like really represents who they were in their prime or whatever or for that era it's just they look incredible um and they just keep getting better and better so screw nfts i'm not buying no digital toy for my metaverse Universe. I'm trying to actually hold these suckers. So whatever. But I'm not. I'm, cool. I
1: I will be investing in more NFTs at Dave and Buster's tomorrow. So uh, no, just, Jesus just keep that in mind. I where does an input. NFT
0: get? Where does an NFT go?
1: Take, take way too much time to explain. You okay, just got to do next. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go. We'll go on
0: something else. <laughs> and while I'm talking, this <laughs> belt comes off. Um. So I'm surprised you didn't have this at all, Steve. Might not
1: own it. Whatever
0: it is, I I think you own it.
1: Um, I'm looking around my, uh, I mean, there was a, there was a few that came very close to being on this list. I don't want to spoil whatever, you're about to be showing us, I'm trying to think of who that you think that I would have had on here from last year that I didn't
0: Oh, the stupid belt can't... Okay, I don't know.
1: We'll Comes with a belt. Because, like, I know we we talked before the show that the Ultimate Hogan didn't qualify. Like, that would have been yep. very, very high up my list. The, the Ultimate Hollywood Hogan. Uh, but my, that was December of last year. My
0: figure of the year is the Wrestler of the Year. Kenny, Kenny Omega. Omega.
1: I thought about that I, one, too. Yep.
0: I love this figure. The... Uh the tights, the boots, everything is heavily detailed. It it just looks incredible. The hair is awesome. The it's it's really like the the first like natural hair that looks legit from the un uh, this is unrivaled season or series one. But yeah, this is unmatched. Easily unmatched Unmatched, yeah. That's right. This is easily um my favorite Kenny Omega that I own. This is the belt collector Kenny Omega in my opinion and uh, yeah, this is my wrestler wrestling figure of the year.
1: Yeah, that one was very close to making my list. Um, he's that's the Kenny that I have wearing a title belt in my display like out of out of all of his figures so far with aew because um, there's already been one two, three, four of them that I own that that's the one that wears the title belt on my my title belt shelf. so um, yeah, that's an incredible figure. Um, who do we have on some uh, some more honorable mentions that you want to bring up?
0: So, I had three. I have the Ultimate Cena,
1: yeah, that's out right now in stores.
0: Very, very cool figure, definitely recommend that. I have the Kevin Nash, yep, that was my honorable mention there, and my Jericho set. That one, think it captures the Le champion era and uh very good likeness to jericho so definitely a fan of this one as well
1: yeah those were all on my radar big time i have uh the white i have my that jericho in the white jacket and glasses with the title belt on in my display um there's so many that i'd want to go over that i just it would take way too much time i want i'll shout out i think the uh <clears throat> the Tay Conti from uh, the Unmatched uh, Series 2 is really, really good. Her and Wardlow both are really good figures. Um, this one is kind of random, but I'll take this right off my wall. This micro brawler, I love this. This Kevin Nash as Super Shredder. <laughs> nice. Like, that's pretty badass. Um, and it sits right above my actual NECA uh, Super Shredder um, in the box still. Um, she yeah, does a good one. She is, and she comes. She in with the world title as well. Um, there was a lot of really good figures, uh, but those would kind of be the ones I think that I got. I, I got an Owen Hart micro brawler that's pretty cool too. And my
0: and my customs here, just real quick. <laughs> yeah, Matt Cardona from GCW when he faced Nick Gage, and the guy even like was able to print on what was on his pants and everything like. Really amazing stuff. Got a really good deal on this. And then this one is Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania – or from SummerSlam 2002 when he faced Triple H in the street fight. Um, Really well done. Painted. It's it's an awesome figure. They haven't made that figure? They have not. Not at all.
1: That's surprising.
0: So, Yeah. I was really happy to get that one because that was just such a huge moment in Shawn Michaels career and something that I marked out for so much. So.
1: Hell yeah. Well, good stuff. That was a really good That's- list. There was a lot of good action figures on there and we had differing lists, which I'm happy about. I've, I was afraid yes. we we're going to go over a lot of the same stuff, but there's only a few that overlap because there was <coughs> so many damn good figures that came out in 2021 that. We had a lot to choose from. so.
0: And I also think that there's like the reason that you like your figure is different from the reason why I like a figure. You know what I mean? And so that's what makes a list so cool. And that's why I think it's crap when people try to crap on people's lists because it's, it's just it's their list. It's what they like. It's what they want to collect. If, if somebody's favorite figure is Riho, then that's what it is. That's what they like. You know what I mean?
1: And if it is, like go to any Walmart or Target right now and go pick <laughs> another one up because they're all over the place. Um Yep. I saw somebody somebody on, online said that Riho was had gotten past the point of warming pegs, that the pegs are now melting. She's been there for so long. So Riho. Poor Riho. <laughs> as as Kyle Pearson would say, dancing across the sand, dancing her way to her arts. Um Love that guy, Kyle. He's the best, he's the best collector at the game. Um, use code Kyle, inside Collectibles. <laughs> Just keep plugging his stuff on the whole show. And, hey, Jeremy Fedower, if you wind up watching this, keep up the good work with AEW Jazzwear stuff. Like, obviously, we're both very, very huge fans. I wanted so badly to have an AEW figure as my number one. In the Sting and the Orange Cassidy, we were both so close. But they just happened to come out in a year where WWE came out with the... And Mattel came out with the perfect Ric Flair figure. Just bad timing. But if that Ric Flair wasn't around... AEW would have taken up, like, the entire second half of my list, so.
0: Yeah, it just really depends to me, like, what ultimates are coming out because those things, I mean, they're just incredible and they're really hard to pass up. If if you could learn something from from Mattel, is just this more accessories, more heads. One thing I would really like, too, is, like, if you gave a different type of skin tone, because you can switch out a torso really easy, is maybe put that head with that paint that head and give its two heads so for example if you had like a Matt Jackson give us two Matt Jackson heads for the one that was like off color or whatever like stuff to help out collectors where we don't have to buy a whole new figure or things like that I think would be really cool
1: yeah for sure but yeah they they're killing it and I'm hoping that this year there's I mean, we're we're always going to get repaints. It's going to, it will keep happening, yeah. but I think we're going to get a lot of newer people that like haven't had their first figures yet soon too. So like, and they've already confirmed that. I mean, we've seen what the next like handful of unrivaled and unmatched lines look like. And it's a lot of first time in the line type stuff. So um, what did you think of
0: that Kenny and Moxley uh, exploding barbed wire deathmatch two pack? I'm for sure getting
1: that and leaving it in the
0: package. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, it looks really cool
1: yeah it looks awesome yeah yeah the way they're displayed in there is great too the only the only downside is i could use that world title belt for like i could always use more of those for when well they have like a titles
0: barbed wire bat and stuff that i i could definitely use for some accessories too but it is what it is
1: but it looks great displayed in the case because it's like one's holding the barbed wire chair one's holding the barbed wire bat Um, they both have their shirts on and like the blood on their faces with like crazy expressions on their face. First
0: real company that's really embraced blood in a, in a, like you, you got to think they're going to do Brian Danielson and Hangman in a blood match. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Blood and guts.
0: Yeah. Because they really embrace like Britt Baker now has a bloody figure. And then these two guys will have bloody figures. And then the blood brothers have bloody figures. I mean, Never really seen that in in another wrestling company. They've tried little, you know, dabble in it, but nothing like that.
1: They should get the rights for the figure of Nick Gage and do Gage and Jericho covered in blood from their match on Dynamite. Cool. That'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd be very – it wouldn't be that
0: bad, too, because they're making a Jericho Painmaker figure, which looks incredible, by the way. I will get that figure. Even though I have a ton of Jericho, Painmaker's different um so they already have that so it wouldn't be too difficult
1: yeah yeah for sure that'd be awesome so yeah i mean a lot of great figures this year uh very very happy i'm happy (laughs) we'll 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 say this uh, as we start to bid you adieu this isn't collecting this is investing right like this is (laughs) (laughs) there's 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 a real reason to be doing this and i'm not just throwing all my money away dad uh-huh. Anyways, let's we'll go next week. <laughs> go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Let's
0: go. We're going to take go this thing.
1: Yeah. I hope you guys win. I hope you guys win.
0: Go Cowboys.